So, Jeremy. Daniel. Um, I was putting Quinn to bed, or trying to get Quinn to go to bed tonight, and yeah, sh- she refused. She just said, I'm not going to bed. I see. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's of that defiant age. Finally. I probably wouldn't listen to you either, if I'm being honest, if I was your child. <sighs> I wouldn't listen to me either. Okay. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. Hey. I never said that. Oh. She, so she just oh. decided she's going to be on the show this for part of this episode. I, I asked Listen, you. I, <laughs> I, I like it when youth decide to take charge of a situation and pave their own way. That, that just shows Quinn is a go-getter. And she's going to go places in her life. She sure is. Yeah. She sure is. So, hi. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. I've, I've first time I think on the show. Maybe you were on for a few seconds once. I don't really remember, but welcome. Thank you. It's the first time you've talked to Jeremy in years, I think. Well, for like minutes, yes. Yeah. I said hello for like a second. Right. That's true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we we text Daniel. You just oh okay. Attention, so. I didn't realize uh, you're on Facebook Messenger, kids Messenger. <laughs> I should I should yeah. I don't. My kids don't have those yet. Thankfully, good for you. They're a little too young. A little that, too young. That I'm just sure started. in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Why did we start that? We started that because your cousin was on it. Charlotte was yeah. on it, and I really wanted to, you know. Right. You wanted to stay in touch with her, and now you and her. Never talk. How much? Like never. (laughs) Twenty four seven. Quoting twenty four seven. Yeah, never. Yeah, never. Barely ever talked on Messenger. Yeah, I don't think she's allowed to be on a lot. You know. Yeah, that's why it's weird that. Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) So um, so what's new with you? Um, nothing much. Okay. Yeah. What's going on in school? Um, I'm in a musical group. What's that mean? Like Spice Girls or? Uh, no. It's a music group that's going to sing songs that we have done a video on. So I would say if you guys... No. What is one of the songs I'm going to be singing? Let's see. I don't think you guys would know this, but this is called Madre Terra. It's a Spanish song. It's actually a really good Spanish song. And I'm doing that and a couple other songs. I don't know. I can't remember. But I think we're also doing Top of the World tonight. From Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. our next I know Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah. You know what I heard about Lyle Lyle Crocodile the other day? What did you hear? Um, I heard a little factoid that some of the songs in that movie were, and I think that's one of them, were originally going to be part of the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Oh, wow. Nice. And, and then... They didn't use them in The Greatest Showman, so they were like, well, we still have this song. Let's use it for this other movie with the singing crocodile. Wow. 
I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Both of my two favorite movies are like my two favorite movies. Yep. That's cool. So, Quinn, you're nine years old. Is that correct? Yes, I'm nine years old. So I have to I have to know a little more of the backstory here. So, like, how did you end up getting into a singing group at school? Did like Puff Daddy show up and he decided to make you and some friends a a, a record deal, or what's going on? How that how that come about? Um. So me, Hayden, and Hazel are all very good friends, and we are very good listeners in music class. We have a very good voice in music class and other places. And so he pulled us over and said, hey, I'm going to put you in a group. Would you guys like to do that? And I was like, yeah. And Hayden was like, of course. And Hazel was like, I'm nervous, but I can do it. Okay. Fine. So, there's so are you perfect? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so there's a few kids from each grade? Is that how it works? So it's one fourth grader, third grade, and then three third graders and five fifth graders. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And you're recording songs and videos and you're going to perform, are you going to perform for like the entire school? What's the end game here? So, I don't know a lot, but all I know is we're going to be performing at the senior center and then the Wyndham Middle School or High School. So, nice. the senior center is going to be very embarrassing because we're going to be singing to seniors. Careful with your words here. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> and... Mimi listens to the podcast, so just so you know. She's not in the senior group. <laughs> she might go and watch you at the senior center. I know, but anyway. And so we're going to be performing. I don't think he's going to be videoing us. You sure? He videos everything. He posts videos on Facebook all the time of you guys. I hope he videos. If he doesn't video, I expect Mimi or mom or dad to take a video because I would like to watch it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting. Hey, uh, how is Annabelle doing? Um, she is actually doing very well. She's good. been eating a lot. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Maybe a little too much. Making well, her fat me too, extra. Annabelle. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's but, keeping me up all night, so I'm so tired. She is way more nocturnal than Fluffy was. Oh, yeah. She's a jumper. I should have named her, like, Jumpy Wumpy. You know what nocturnal means? Crazy? Nope. Nocturnal yes, means... Yes, I know what nocturnal means. <laughs> Nocturnal means they like to be out at night. Yeah, Fluffy was the opposite. Opposite, yeah. Yeah, she slept at night, and she was out during the day. Yes. Mm. Yeah, well. Yeah, most hamsters are nocturnal. Right. Yes. Interesting. Fluffy was special. (laughs) Like, she was special. Yeah. 
And what? where's Fluffy now? Dead. In a shoebox. Where's the shoebox? In the shoebox? In the freezer. Still in the freezer. <laughs> well, rest in peace, Fluffy. When are That's we going to b- finally bury Fluffy? I think we should do it like next weekend. Next weekend is going to be probably still a little cold. What are you doing this weekend before you go? You should tell Jeremy what you're going to be doing this weekend. Oh, so I am going to a concert to see John Mayer. What? Going to a John Mayer concert this weekend with, with Coley. Yeah. I am 44 years old, and I've never even been to a John Mayer concert. i got to be honest, I'm a little bit jealous, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Well, that's going to be super fun and exciting. Yes. Do, do you remember what state we're going to to see that? New Orleans? <laughs> it's Nope, a different new. New Hampshire? Different new. <laughs> new York? <laughs> There's so many news. Uh, keep going. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize that until just now. You, I'll give you a hint. You just handed it in to me at the end of basketball, and I gave it back to Charlie. Sneakers. No. Everybody handed me theirs. <laughs> it had a number on it. Okay. I um. <laughs> no. Okay. Please don't slap the table. Okay. Well, um. Oh my God. New Jersey. There it is. Okay. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. That'll be a. That'll be a fun trip. Yes. Yep. It's gonna be a Exciting. lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. All right, kids. It's time for you to go to bed. Don't okay. Be, don't All right. Me Good night. Like you promised. No, I didn't. Good night. Good night, Quinn. Come again. (laughs) Not you, Jeremy. You don't have to go to bed. (laughs) Oh, man. I was so hopeful. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) I would listen to you this time, Daniel. (laughs) So, um, we're not here to talk about uh, school singing groups or my wife's COVID. Are we? Well, not specifically. We we do have probably a topic in mind. I wish there was some sort of way we could just have a conversation about it. I wish there was, too. I, I wish. Wait. Of course. We have a podcast. We, we do have a podcast. That's a great, great venue to discuss the eighth episode of HBO's hit series, The Last of Us. Starring Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. Wait, I'm just doing the Halo theme now. I tried doing the Halo theme. We were playing uh, charades earlier, and I know you're not supposed to talk during charades, but I tried just singing, humming the Halo theme um, because I had the word Halo. And... Yeah. um, Uh... Nobody in my family knew it. I was very disappointed. Well, 
who are you playing with? Like your immediate family, your dad? I'm confused. Why would they know it, Daniel? Why would they know it? I don't know why they would know it. They wouldn't know it. You would have been better off singing like, is it Beyonce that sings the Halo song? You would have been better off humming that one. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I would have. I don't know that song though. I know. I think you. I just know Halo, Halo. Or I, right. Yeah, me neither. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anywho. So. So yeah. So Last of Us episode eight, the penultimate episode. Why is that the penultimate episode? Isn't that penultimate is the second to last. Is that the definition of penultimate? Yes. <laughs> okay. Then definitely is the penultimate episode, unless they pull a little sneaky on us and have an extra one. I mean, that'd be weird. I but. just confession. I just always assumed the penultimate meant like the defining or like, yeah, I guess the defining moment or episode. <clears throat> you you learn something new every day. Thank no, you, Daniel. I, you. Hey. continue to educate me and i find that amazing i don't presume to be correct so i'm gonna look it up and we'll see what oxford say, has to and say i'm totally not stalling for time while i google it penultimate last but one in a series of things second last penultimate yeah well mm-hmm so this is definitely the penultimate episode sure of season is. one of The Last of Us, just like I, just like I said. Um, a good episode, probably, maybe. I thought it was a great episode, yeah. Um, it was one of the closest to the game. Again, kind of like a lot of what we saw in Left Behind, I felt like they did a lot of the same stuff in this episode as as the game. They did. Yeah. I want to pause for a second and just like make a statement. So, oh, okay. I actually started playing fun. playing The Last of Us Part 1, the the ridiculously overpriced remake, not a remaster, but a remake. Um Did you buy it for 70? I can't remember. Uh yes. Oh, you didn't get it when it was on sale. Is it wait? Isn't it eighty? No, seventy. I don't know. I paid full price. But maybe I things in Montana cost a little more exchange rates and all that. Maybe I maybe I was maybe I saw the I didn't buy the digital deluxe. I just bought the normal edition. We you, don't even have sales tax in Montana. What are you talking you about? You missed my joke about exchange rates. Like like Montana is a third world. Because you country. think we're Canada. <laughs> we are. Yes. Please stay away, everybody. It's miserable here. <laughs> it's awful. Um, anyway, so I can't remember when I started playing it. I think it was after episode six, the TV show. So I played through it relatively quickly. I've been playing. Especially for my pace these days. I've been playing this whole time and you've far surpassed me already. I, I was thinking about how, when we were recording earlier episodes and like trying to talk about comparing them to the show, it had been so so long since I had played it, and I have played it multiple times at this point. This was probably like the seventh or eighth time at least. But I couldn't remember for sure these little details, and it was bugging me. So I decided I had to play it again to finish out the show and our recording just for my own sanity. 
And I got to say, I was wrong on so many things the first, well, seven episodes we recorded. Six, I guess. Last week, I was more up to speed because I just played the DLC. And even then, I messed some stuff up. So, I do proclaim to be a huge Last of Us fan. I am a huge Last of Us fan. Did I fan? Did I make a lot of mistakes? Yeah, I did. I own it. What kind it's of mistakes okay. did we make? That it can so, you think of any? Yeah, I can. Let's see, I'll give a quick specific example. So, remember in episode two when Ellie and Joel are looking out at the state building and they have that conversation, and she's like, "Yeah, but you can't deny the view." Yeah, and we were like, "That's exactly like word for word from the game." Which is true, except that actually happened at the end of the game when they were looking at something else. Wait, um, Yeah. Um, no, she says can't deny that view in Boston. Well, maybe she does it twice. I don't know. I think but she does it twice. I don't want to do spoilers, but that one just kind of stuck out. Um. And a lot of just little nuanced stuff, you know, as far as like what happened when, what happened first, who was involved. Yeah. I don't know. But any mistakes I made, even if I like fought and chose to die on that hill, wasn't really intentional. I just had forgotten. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad I replayed it. So I finished it now. I played uh, the last time I played... I played through the part, which will be the episode we're going to talk about tonight, all the way through the end. So it was like a good three and a half, four hour gameplay session. So probably the most I've played at any one time in like 10 years, no joke. So that was kind of cool. The one change that they did make in this episode um, compared to the game, and it's kind of a major change, is how at the end... um, Joel dies in the basement in the game, and then um, Ellie just joins David's group. It's really kind of a big change from how it happens in the show. Yes. What? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going some? Are, are you? Going, I, am I supposed to play along for a minute? Are you going somewhere with this, Daniel? I thought it would be funny to like pull a prank on the people who haven't seen, who haven't played the game. Make them think yes. that that's how it goes in the game. That's not how it goes. In the game. Okay, well you can you can edit that however you choose to. Um, <laughs> you th- are you from saying my I perspective, edit that out because it wasn't funny. <laughs> it was much funnier in my head. No, what I'm saying is is if you want it to stick, you need to cut out the part where I was questioning you. Ah, good. Yes. From my perspective, the biggest change, which has kind of been a common theme, and I get it because it's just a difference between you know, film and game is there's not a lot of combat in this um, and no combat with any of the infected where in the game, this chapter is very heavy with, it's probably the biggest infected battle. Well, it is the biggest infected battle you have the entire game comes during this series of events this scene yeah because ellie spends a whole chunk of time with david um fending off some some infected it's um i remember that whole sequence reminded me a lot of resident evil 4 resident evil 4 have you played resident evil 4 yeah yeah um oh yeah a decade ago or more yeah 
So there's, you know, right after you meet David, there's the scene where you kind of like, where Ellie is, um, uh, Ellie and David are in this like house thing and they, they've got a, they're surrounded by infected and they have to kind of defend it until they get an opportunity to get out of there. Um, and that reminds me a lot of this scene when you first meet, um, Lewis, um, in Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 4 and you're in this house with him and um, Ashley, the, uh, the girl, uh, President's daughter in Resident Evil 4. And, and they're all just, it's the, it's one of my favorite scenes in that game. And this that scene just always, in The Last of Us, always really reminded me of it. Because you're, you're not like barricading the windows or anything like that, but you are trying to like shoot them as they're climbing through the windows and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool, cool sequence. But you're right; it is cool. it's very zombie heavy, very infected heavy. I and think, there's... and I think um, the difference though between this episode lacking the combat and other episodes is David and Ellie they kind of bond during that, then they kind of build a trust right. for each other. Of course, David's is more manipul- manipulative right. than than Ellie's. Um, so that's kind of missing, but, but I get it. The other part that, uh, you know, when, when, well, we'll, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. So let's kind of back up and just start from the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. shall we? Yeah, sure. All right. So we, uh, we have our opening credits and we see Ellie and she's tending to Joel's wounds and she lifts up his shirt and it's not looking good where she had stitched him up she tries to get him to drink some water he's not really doing that she splits the last little tiny bit of uh beef jerky or whatever jerky that she has and and he's just not not really doing well i couldn't tell what that was so she decides uh, yeah i just assume it was jerky i don't really know yeah maybe it was that magic elf bread that that sam and frodo had i don't know um (laughs) So she decides to go hunting. So she gets the rifle and she goes out of the house. And just like in the game, she actually sees a rabbit pretty quickly. In the game, she has a bow and arrow, but she has a rifle in the show. Yep. She can't get a shot off at the rabbit. And the rabbit's just outside the house. So she starts walking further and she hears some clicking and rattling and i think she's suspects it's a clicker at first but ends up being a a male deer a buck and right i assume he's rattling his antlers against the tree we don't actually see that but i think that's what the sound is um so she takes a shot and hits it and it it goes down but it gets back up and runs off in the game you got to chase this thing for like 20 minutes it's annoying <laughs> but thankfully in the show it's pretty much the next scene. You see two new characters, David. Well, Jane. Actually, God dang it, I screwed up again. <laughs> why do you, Why do you even let me do this? <laughs> it's okay. We yeah we we <sighs> had already seen David and James, but we had only really seen David speaking. Right? I guess no, no. James talks to him after the thing, but that's yeah. fine. We can back yeah. up. 
Um, yeah. But before we leave this scene, um, I think it's interesting. There's no bow and arrow in the show, and that's a little. Yeah, sad. I thought that was interesting as well. It's a little sad to me. I mean, I get it. That is. You know, we didn't see them pick up a bow and arrow anywhere, so it would be weird if all of a sudden they just had one. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the reason is, though. Do you think it came down to like training? Like, did they choose to not? take the time to train the actors on how to use a bow and arrow instead they just figured gun i don't know i don't know um i maybe 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 just i don't know maybe they were thinking that a bow and arrow is not as practical in this world as it might seem maybe in the game it was highly effective <laughs> yes it was great. i mean some somewhat inaccurate like I don't really think you could be an assassin with a bow and arrow quite in the way that it did. No. no. Yeah. But I use the bow a lot in the game. Um, and arrow. I guess I used both. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, let's let's go back to the beginning. So, yes. the opening scene is actually, you hear... Uh, it starts, with it starts off talking. with a Bible verse. Yeah. Yeah, you, you hear a Bible verse, and then you hear David talking to this group of people. Mm-hmm. And... There's a young girl that's kind of sobbing, and he's reading this this verse that he ends up saying, I've read this far too many times, so it becomes kind of clear that he reads it when somebody dies. Right. And um, so this girl has lost her father, and she asks David, when are they going to bury her father? And, you know, he says that it's, it's, it's wintertime in Colorado where they're at, and he said the ground is too hard to to bury anybody. We'll do it in the spring. So, which we later find out is uh, bullshit. Yeah, because well, yes, we later, but that we is later a good find plan. That he's going to uh, cook <laughs> her father. Yes, yes, yeah, because they are starving. Yeah, um, but you wouldn't bury a hamster in the middle of the winter, and you wouldn't bury a person in the middle of the winter, winter either. So. I mean, the logic there made sense. <laughs> I'm not going to eat the hamster either. They go outside and we see uh, James, who is played by Troy Baker, who played Joel in the video games. Yep. Um, and just an aside, I thought he actually did a really good job acting in this. I mean, I know he's an actor, but no, you know, he's good. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's he, a very he pretty man. Really well. So I was worried about him sticking out like a sore thumb in this show just yeah whoever whoever did the red face makeup did a good job they sure tried to sell that cold weather or maybe it was real what I do you mean know. the red face makeup like ellie's oh. face when she went outside was all red and then troy baker's was all red or maybe yeah, yeah. they're just warm climate people and it really impacted them that much i don't know no, from watching all the behind the scenes stuff um apparently filming this episode was very cold they were just very it was yes they were up in calgary or wherever and it was very cold mm-hmm. yeah and then they were intentionally using fans to blow snow in people's faces yeah. so that does get cold uh so james and david have this conversation <clears throat> they it, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of people to know exactly what's going on um james kind of I don't know if he questions David or or whatever. Um, 
but you can tell there's a little bit of, of tension there for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and they decide they're going to go hunting because James had told David that he'd heard there was some deer a couple miles east or whatever. So then we cut to the scene that I just talked about with Ellie tending to Joel in the basement and then going hunting. She shoots the deer. It runs off. The next scene we see is David and James standing over this now dead deer and deciding they'd better hurry up and take it because whoever shot it is probably coming for it. And the next thing you know, you hear Ellie tell them to, you know, drop their rifles and she like lowers her voice. And she really lowers her, her voice. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they do. And, um, of course, having played the game, you you know a little bit about David. Uh, James isn't a real... I mean, he's there, but he's not... He's definitely more prominent in, in this episode. Yeah, than James the game. doesn't really even... He barely speaks. I mean, the only thing he says that I can remember is like when he questions David about bringing her the medicine, right? The medicine, yeah. Um, fun fact, I might refer to James as Buddy Boy for the rest of the episode. Yeah. I might not. I haven't decided yet. Buddy Boy over there. <laughs> um, so David, he's very calm, and uh, he tells Ellie that they're from a large group of people and women and children, and they're very hungry. And, and she says, I'm also with a large group of people. And he suggests that they make a trade, you know, for some of the deer. He can give her, I think he mentions boots, something like that. And she kind of uh, shows her hand a little bit and she gets excited. And she says, medicine for infections. And uh, right. David looks at James and says, yes, we have something like that. And Ellie says, you, you give me that and you can have, to have half the deer. So J David tells James to go see Howard or somebody and get a couple of vials of penicillin and a syringe. Yeah. And James is kind of looking at David, like you can tell there's something going on, but we don't really know what it is yet. And David like flat out says right in front of Ellie, it's not code James do what yeah. I've asked. Yeah. So he goes on his way. So this David scene, suggests this, to Ellie, this scene is very similar to how it happens in the game, right? They're meeting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, you'd mentioned this episode is close to the game, and I absolutely think it is. Like, almost probably one of the closest ones so far throughout the entire episode, yeah. with the exception of the combat. I mean, there's certain things that aren't in the game, like, um, you know, the whole thing about the girl's dad um, being, yes. being the guy, you know. But that, um, <clears throat> And we don't see David speaking to his flock or whatever. Um, it's mostly inferred. Um, but like, it, correct me if I'm wrong. When you are playing as Joel, you're and you're trying to to get to Ellie. Um, yes. There's a, the there's people running around, and I seem to remember there being a woman who says, you know, oh, he he killed so and so, or or something there was a woman um, and i remember it being yeah. a big deal because they had a woman in the group because there really hadn't yeah. you hadn't like there hadn't been enemy women in the game yet yeah so we can touch on that part and 
because um, it's kind of the combat thing I talked about earlier. Yeah. When when Joel is coming to find Ellie, which we haven't really discussed why he has to find Ellie, yeah, but it, but as every, he's doing that, we're assuming everybody's seen the episode at this point, so we can jump around. That that that's true. I forgot about that. I'm not smart sometimes, Daniel. It's okay. Um, he has Forget to go you. through a series of of areas to get there. So there's a lot of uh, human combat, just like Ellie has to fight a lot of the clickers with David. Joel has to take down a bunch of David's men and a woman. So I kind of hey, think I found this on the web for how to take down about your David men. And I want to check it out. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. What is that? Fucking Siri. I, Siri must've thought I was asking her a question. <laughs> um, that's going to look good on my search history. If I ever get in trouble, holy shit, <laughs> how to take down a woman. Ah, uh, anyway, so the weather kind of gets progressively worse. And the first few people you take out, you're mostly yeah. doing in buildings. Then you get out more in the open. And there's a group of people that, that come out. And there, yeah, there is a woman that says he's the man that killed whatever his name was. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, Joel leaves no survivors. Um, so this episode is brutal as far as Joel goes. We've seen Joel be brutal before, but he is, well, not just Joel, but. Yeah. Well, as far as the show Joel goes, you know, I said to Coley, I was like, this is, this is what Joel was in the game. Like, this is more close to Joel in the game, like, than, than he's yeah, ever definitely. been in the show. Yeah. I do think at this point in the game, he was also more brutal than we had seen him in the show to date, right. but it was more of a progression. So it wasn't quite as shocking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so to speak, but yeah, there was, there was that. So Joel had to, you know, kill a bunch of humans. Ellie had to kill a bunch of clickers on their way. And on a side note, I've decided as, I mean, as much as I love naughty dog games and games in general, I don't know if I've just changed or if it's cause I haven't played a lot in the last several years. I don't like those parts near as much as I used to. Like, I really want to just get to the next um, story aspect of the game, by and large. Like, I feel like there's just too many, too many, and it's kind of the same thing each each chapter. You have to sneak around a building and kill a bunch of guys, or you have to sneak around a building and kill a bunch of infected, Definitely. and then a couple scares where they're they're coming at you. Um and it just gets monotonous and it's like, eh, I'd rather just like this time I just started throwing freaking Molotovs and, and nail bombs and using my shotgun. And like, I didn't care. I was Why just do you think I play those games on easy? Because I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, that's not really what I come to those games for. I, I respect the gameplay. I like the gameplay. It's, I think it's fun still. Um, Yes, but it is a game. It needs to have some gameplay, right? But like, yeah, that's not really what I come to those games for. It's not like, um, for me, it's not like Bloodborne or right now I'm playing Metroid Prime. Like Metroid Prime's all about the gameplay. Um, or sure, Returnal. Um, like the, I play those games just to just to enjoy the gameplay because it's so good. And, yeah, and games like Bloodborne or Souls games, you constantly got to challenge yourself with gameplay and relearn how to play them each time. Right. Where in these, it's really just the same thing over and over and over and over. And 
the difference is they just send more and more enemies, it seems, each round. So towards the end, you're like, I could deal with about a third of these. Then it might be kind of fun because, you know, you're just you're just waiting for the next round of people. It's almost like a... Um, what, like a arena and the old, the old games where different waves come at you. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I still love Naughty Dog games. Don't get me wrong. But I noticed that when I played Uncharted 4, like la- last year about this time was the first time I um, ever played all the way through Uncharted 4. I'd started it a few times. Ugh. And I found myself with the same thing. I just wanted to go exploring and looking for stuff. And I, you know. Didn't want to keep lobbing grenades and taking cover and shooting people nonstop. It just got old. I mean, sure. I enjoy the gameplay in, in Uncharted 4. I love it. But I understand that. <laughs> I liked it too. It just... I know what you mean. Too long at times. It yeah. is a very long game. There's, there's maybe a little too much. But anyway, back to the show. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so in the middle of that conversation, we were, we left off in the middle of that conversation with um, yeah David. James had went to get the medicine, yep. yeah. And David suggests to Ellie that they go inside this building that's nearby and start a fire because it's a four-mile trip and James will be a while. Mm-hmm. So he drags the deer in there, and they... Um, very similar to the game, they just start having a conversation and they kind of start bonding a little bit. And um, you had mentioned that in the game, we don't hear him talk to his flock and we don't see him talk to the little girl, the young girl at least, that that her dad died. Mm-hmm. Um, in... In the game, though, this conversation happens where David... Is talking to Ellie and trying to gain some of her trust, and she's being a smart ass and being defiant as Ellie always is. And he tells her that he believes everything happens for a reason, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, really?" or something. And he's like, "I can prove it." And she's like, "How?" And he tells her the story about how it's been a long winter and and uh, they can't grow stuff and and things like that. So he sent four of his men out to a nearby town to scavenge and only three of them came back and then he says that i think he says the guy's name i think it's alec i don't know um i don't know he he says he was he was murdered by a crazy man crazy man and he says crazy man and guess what this crazy man was traveling with the young girl and it takes her a second, but then she realizes that he's talking about her. Um, yeah. So, but part of that story he tells is that he tells about the man that, that he, he had a, a young daughter very much about your age. Um, so you do kind of get that context, but in they, they really sell it more in the show. And at that time, Ellie realizes she's probably in some danger and she pulls her rifle on him. But by that time, James is also back and he's got his gun drawn on her. Yeah. With the medicine. Yeah. And um, David tells James to give Ellie the medicine and let her go. 
And James is not fond of that decision, but he listens. So Ellie does get the medicine and she returns to Joel in the show. They go back to town. David and James go back to town and they go into Todd's steakhouse, which seems to be the gathering place for all their events. Um, was that in the game? Todd's yeah, steakhouse? I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely that setting was whether it was called Todd's Steakhouse or not. I right. guess I don't honestly I know. I remember that setting. My but guess it was, is it was a big blizzard and it was hard to really see anything. I feel like the amount of time they spent with the camera right on that sign, it must have been right. <laughs> right? Like right. they tried to make it a point to it know that we knew that was Easter Todd's egg. Steakhouse. Yeah. Yes. Um. So Ellie returns to Joel, gives him one dose of the penicillin. She really has no idea like even how to administer it. And yes, I, this whole time I was, I was asking Coley. So I'll go through this in a bit, but Coley was upstairs watching this because she has COVID and I was downstairs watching it, but we were texting the whole time. So when this was happening, when she was trying to administer the penicillin, I was like, is, I'm guessing she's not doing that. Right. <laughs> she's like, um, no, not at all. That's funny. I was thinking about Coley at that time as well. <laughs> so when she comes on the show next, I'm going to ask her how we should administer the penicillin in case, you know, we're ever in that situation. Uh, can, well, she told me it, it goes in the butt. You, you shoot him in the butt. Oh, I guess I knew that. Yeah. Because I've been to the ER for spider bites and things. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But anyway, that, that's that's a fun fact. The, um, here's the thing. I want to say something about that conversation with, with David, though. Um, yeah. I've talked about this before on, on the show that um, I think a recurring theme in this in, in The Last of Us show is, is how everybody is a hero of their own story, you know? Mm-hmm. And David certainly thinks that he is the hero of his story. Um, I mean, he has a bit of a God complex for sure. Um, oh, definitely. Even more so in the show than in the game, I think. Yeah. Like you do a good job of, they, they did a great job of, of driving that home in the game In the show. They do a phenomenal job of that in my opinion. Yeah. Um, And if you want, a little more insight on that, I would suggest listening to the companion podcast for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, mean, they haven't sent us the check for that. We keep advertising I know. for that, and we haven't gotten yeah. that check. I do think the advertising's gotten less and less each week, but <laughs> I'm not going to rehash what they said. But they have an actually a, a pretty good discussion on the difference between, say, Jackson and silver springs right. or silver spur or whatever this yeah. resort town is yeah i don't know that i wholly agree with it um like the reason why one one is thriving and one is is really struggling mm. but i i do encourage people to listen to it I, I um okay just real quick so i think it's i think it's neil that says the difference is the weather and I'm like, it's gets just as shitty in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, as it does in Colorado, if not worse. Like, that's not it, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't remember him saying. But that. they go, yeah. yeah. They they go into a uh, a more, um, 
ideological conversation on the difference as opposed to right. just weather. But that, yeah, that's kind of what he initially says is they're up against the elements. He said when they got there in the spring, of course it was nice and things were easy and they didn't understand how impactful a winter could be. Whereas the people in Jackson didn't have to deal with that. And in my mind, you know, yeah, I guess being from the general yeah. area, it, Jackson is awful in the wintertime. Anyway. I don't know. This, um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> um, Jackson's got Maria and Tommy and, you know, you can't. Well, no, I think, yeah, I, there's a <laughs> lot of differences. It, and I think I touched on this in a previous episode. Like you did. I don't know that they, they plan on this, but Jackson is a very wealthy area. So there was a lot of stuff probably already there. And of course the biggest difference is having a hydroelectric dam to access. That makes life drastically easier for everybody. Um, right. And this little resort town wasn't even a town. So they didn't have all those things. They essentially had what was in the pantry of the lodge probably. Right. And that's it. Well, that's, but certainly the way that, that they're run is, has a lot to do with it as well. I wonder if that was when, it, I, I don't know, we're probably drawing way too much from this than is actually intended. But like resort towns, in, often, uh, in many cases, they are inactive for half the year. Um, yes. So maybe that, and, you know, I don't know. And there's a, um, you know, a part of the episode and in the game that leads you to believe it's not even an actual town. It's right. literally just like a lodge, like right. a, <laughs> like Todd Steakhouse. It's like a and ski probably resort. a ski hill. Yeah. 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 There is a post office, so whatever that's worth. But I mean, <laughs> we have towns in Montana that have 78 people that have a post office. So, you know. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Jesus. Anyway. So she gives the penicillin to Joel. Yes, yes. And then she... And then we cut back to... Snuggles up. Yes, yes. And then then we cut back to David and his folks, right? Yes, yes. So they walk in. They drag the deer in. Yeah. Well, and this is... Well, even before that, we see the cook handing food to another... To a lady, and she goes, "What is it?" Yes, and he looks at her and kind of is just like, uh, "It's venison." <laughs> yeah, she ain't buying it, but she's cooking no. it. Which, yeah, I was the cook, not the little girl's mom. Also, yeah, like so. she was cooking her husband, right? Uh, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, she she was she was cooking her husband, mm-hmm. and I think she knew it, but. Yeah. She did it anyway. Yeah. Um, well, us adults have to make the tough decisions, you know? We do have to make the tough decisions. Yeah. What are you going to do? So when David walks into Todd's steakhouse, he can tell that James had already told people that that Ellie was around. So he says, you may have heard rumors about, about us coming across the, the people that killed I think his name was Alec. I'm just going to say Alec. Sure. And he assures them that in the morning, they're going to get together a team to track her and bring 
they don't know his name, but bring Joel to justice is what he says. Uh, in the game, right. this is actually a pretty big difference. In the game, David actually tells James and his people that they are not to follow Ellie, um, but they do it anyway. Ah. Um, so David actually isn't in in the, the parts of the game where uh, James and the other people go to find Joel. He stays, yeah, he stays in Jackson. Okay. Um, you mean in, uh, not Jackson. The, or, uh, yeah, it's Silver, whatever Silver it's called. Lake Colorado. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Um, yes. So then, so, they, they go searching, and Ellie is leaving, and she sees them coming down the road. Um, yes. And she runs back into the house, tells Joel, like gives him a knife. Um, and he's like barely conscious, but you can see he's starting to like get better. Um, which that shit worked quick. That penicillin. Right. Um, he's starting to get better. And, uh, you know, he's, his eyes are flickering a little bit and you can see his wound is looking not as infected. Um, so that's all good. Um, and she tells him, you know, if anybody comes down here, you know, I don't, I don't know what she tells him, but you know, kill him or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. She says, if anybody gets down here before I get back, kill them, kill them all. Yeah. And they yeah. do. They do. They and some, they do. Somebody does get down there, and they do. find him. And Ellie. Yep. And he fucks. Ellie him up. rides off on the horse. Yeah. He does fuck him up. But Ellie, right before that though, yes. Ellie rides off on the horse because she's trying to draw them away. Right. From him, um, and she does, and uh, James ends up shooting the horse, and. He comes up to Ellie as she's laying, going in and out of consciousness. That poor horse. That poor horse. Fucking and the other, um, right? What an asshole! And the other people in the group come up to him and they're encouraging him to just kill Ellie because they're mad. They're mad about these people that killed their friend. Um. And David gets there and intervenes so that they can't. Mm-hmm. And you can tell at this point he's got some sort of infatuation with Ellie. So he picks yeah. her up, carries her back to camp, and tells yeah. the rest of them. Well, he tells a couple of them to drag the horse, but then he tells the other three that are left that if you want vengeance, go get it. So he tells them to search house to house. Right. I think. Maybe he doesn't specifically say that, but that's what they're doing. Well, yeah. Um, and yes, and one of them finds the house that Joel's in and and Ellie had tried to barricade the door going down to him. Well, she did barricade it. And I don't think she did that. I mean, she knew that that wouldn't keep somebody out. And of course, if somebody sees a barricade, they're going to be like, oh, something's down there. But what it did was make noise. And Joel heard it. And he managed to get up off of his nasty ass mattress and hide. And when the guy came down, he came up behind him and just poked him right in the neck with that knife. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, 
then Joel, he must sneak outside and he finds one of the other two guys, knocks him out. And then when the other guy comes up to see that, he knocks him out. And then the next thing you know, they're both tied up inside a house, which I got to say, I don't know where Joel found the strength to drag these people into a house and tie them up, but good on him. And uh, that's, that's a lot. I'm gonna let you tell the next scene because it's he had to it's drag brutal. them into the house and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, to, no, it was, it was together it was some work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He dragged the one guy of up I out suppose. of the house, and then he dragged them both back into the house, down into the basement. It, yeah, cray cray. Um, uh, no, I don't think he, I thought that too. He didn't. So there was three guys. Wait, really? Are you, do you mean he dra- dragged the guy that he stabbed in the neck up? Is that oh, what you're thinking? So he stabbed the second guy, and that lured the third guy to the to him. Yeah. So the okay. first guy was dead in the basement. The guy he stabbed in the neck. Then he went outside, and he must have caught the one guy off guard. And yeah. I don't know if he stabbed him or just knocked him out because he was still kind of twitching when the other guy found him. Okay. Then he rifle butted that dude. So presumably he had two unconscious guys, but he still had to drag them inside and tie them up while. Right. Yeah. Um, And then he does interrogates them. And why don't you go ahead and tell this part? Because I'm going to get queasy. Uh So, yeah, he interrogates them. This again, I'm pretty sure this is very similar to the game, how it goes in the game. It's identical to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got them facing. So he's got one guy facing away from the other guy, and he's showing him a map of the area. And he's and well, first he stabs him in the knee, um, which I just don't. Correct. Oof! Just kill me. Just don't do that to me yeah. ever, please. That, right? Ow! And don't don't threaten Jesus. to pop off my kneecap. Just slice my throat. Ugh. <laughs> Seriously. I've had my kneecap pop, and it's awful. My kneecap used to do that all the time when I was younger. It would pop out of place, and it would tear all the ligaments on the way. And it was awful. And my knee, one one time my knee blew up to, like, softball size. It was massive. It was awful. And I had to go through physical therapy, and I couldn't walk. It was just the worst. Don't ever. Dang yeah no stabbing getting stabbed in the knee that is just a nightmare so he stabs this guy in the knee and the other guy is horrified and the guy getting stabbed in the knee is horrified and he's like he puts the knife in his mouth which kind of crazy you couldn't find a pen somewhere anywhere Um, (laughs) and the knife already had some ink on it (laughs) (laughs) true and uh and has him point on the map to where they are and then where uh, Ellie is, where they're holding the girl. Where's the girl? And, you know, he, the, oh, I don't, first the guy, of course, says, I don't know about any girl. And again, this is all very similar to the game. Um, I couldn't not hear Nolan North's voice during that scene, though, because it's so. Funny, Nolan North is a very famous uh, video game voice actor, and he's done some live-action stuff, too, but he played 
uh, Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series, which was also developed by Naughty Dog, and he played David in this game, but he also played this dude that's getting interrogated by... by Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he did. So, I... It was just really hard for me not to hear his performance in this scene because it's a lot of the same lines, you know. And so that would be a guy, great place for a cameo so, for him. It would have, yeah. You're right, exactly. Like yeah. we talked about, but whatever. Yes. So the other guy is horrified, and he kills the the one dude who told him where to go. And he, because he says to him, you know, it better be the same as your friend tells me. Um, so, so that's funny. When Dylan, when we were watching that, Dylan's like, does he have another map? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, so then the other guy's like, you know, what does he say? He just says, I'm not telling you shit. Right, right. I'm not telling you shit. And then he's like, that's okay. I believe him. And kills that dude, too. Like, bludgeons him to death. He doesn't just shoot him. He, like, (laughs) takes up a a pipe that's just laying around and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. It's the scariest (coughs) Joel has been in the show. We, We finally get... That glimpse of Joel as um, Tessa's enforcer, you know. Yes, which is what. But he, he's, yeah, definitely. But he's also so emotionally attached to Ellie now right. that his rage takes over. He's not trying to protect himself at this point. He doesn't give a shit about him. Yeah. No. If if she wasn't in the picture, he probably just would have laid there on the mattress and taken a a bullet or whatever was coming his way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's in full-on protector mode at this point. Like, nothing matters except finding Ellie. And then yeah. I, I think the next yeah. scene is where it, it transitions to Ellie in the cage and she wakes up. Yep. And, and she, David's talking to her. Yeah, what's he talking about? Well, so he, there's he two this, scenes is, in, this is the part in the, in the cage. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, in this part, he's, you know, he's being soft and kind and, um, you know, he's talking to her and he's, uh, trying to to get her to voluntarily stay and become a part of their group. And he wants to know her name, which he's asked her name several times at this point and she she won't give it to him. Right. Then he comes back and he's trying, he's talking to her. Yeah. And he comes back with some food and right before he walks in, Ellie glances over at this like butcher table she happens to see a human ear that they had forgot to clean up. So she's, you know, she knows, like she already doesn't really trust this guy, but she knows that now that they're clearly eating people and the guy slides this tray under and he can see that she saw the ear and he says, for what it's worth, it's, it's deer meat or venison. I don't know which one he says, but either way, deer. 
and uh, she kicks the uh, the tray out back at him. And this conversation starts out a little more contentious. And he goes into this rant or this monologue or this sermon, whatever you want to call it, about how he has violence in his heart and he knows that she does as well. And then he calls, he, he goes as far as to say that cordyceps is love, like true love. Um, and he's begging her actually at this point for her help. He says that he needs her help to, you know, to lead these people. And somewhere along the line, she must see the keys hanging off of his belt loop or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And she kind of takes a softer stance and he comes closer and he puts his hand on the, the bars of this cage and she does too. And then he kind of caresses her hand or touches it. And she puts her other hand on top of his and, um, you know, he's, he's being super creepy at this point, pretty much insinuating that, that they need to more or less get married or whatever. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, he's, this. he's talking to her like a child bride. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's, 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 it's real pretty cringe as the kids say. Um, and this part is again, textbook <laughs> from the game. Yeah. She gets, gets her hands on him and she just instantly turns and, uh, essentially breaks his hand, his fingers, and tries to grab the keys, but she can't quite get the keys. And he gets mad and, and tells her that, you know, she's done it now. And in and, and the show, he calls her a cunt, which uh, I, yeah, I always cringe when I hear that word, too. Yeah, why did Even you just say just that acting. word on our podcast? I know. I don't know why I did because normally I wouldn't. Because it shocked that me word. that it was in the show. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, yeah, I think I we've know. had this conversation. I I don't say that word. It really I'm, did shock me that it, that it came did. out in the show. So that's that it came out in the TV show. I know that's, but I had to put the emphasis on it so people understood what I was talking about. I mean, I guess, it, um, yeah, yeah probably like maybe the third time in my life I've ever said that. And I've never called a person that, right? Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess it just goes to show how angry he is. He didn't get what he wanted. He wasn't able to manipulate her in the way that he was everybody else. And now he's out of his element and he's very angry. So he essentially like does like the child on the playground thing and says, I'm going to go tell my friends. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what he does. But as he's walking out the door, she just says, Ellie. And he turns around and he said, what? And he said, Ellie. She says, Ellie. You can tell them Ellie is the little girl that broke your fucking finger. And then he just gets super mad and, and runs out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then comes back with. Uh, that is just James. how it goes in the, in the game as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's word for word. I want to mention something here. I was taken back to 2013 when we first played this game and we had a show with Jack and she brought up a point that I was reminded of in in watching this. She was criticizing the game in this scene for... Um, 
and that character of David just in that she thought it was unnecessary to have him be a, a pedophile on top of being a cannibal. It was, I remember this conversation, believe it or not. Yeah. It was almost, you know, she was saying it was, it was kind of overkill. Like there was just too much. Um, yeah. And unnecessary for him to also be a pedophile. He's bad enough being a cannibal. Um, I don't remember my stance on it back then. What was yours? I think you and I both agreed that it was, we were fine with it. But I don't yeah. know. I was, I'm curious if your thoughts have changed at all. Like, no. Have yours? Maybe a little bit. Maybe I've softened towards her perspective a bit um and maybe it's just okay i'm curious um but so i don't know i guess i think i can understand the cannibal thing like i kind of get it i would hope i would never in desperation sure for sure right yeah and we've we've seen real life situations where this has actually happened time and time again the one that comes to my mind was the the soccer team that they're playing crashed in the right wherever the hell alive. it is the, the Alps. movie alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the donner um, party. and of course the the, the donner party yeah <clears throat> not to be confused with the Dahmer party um it's <laughs> not funny no, it's not. And I guarantee, right. I guarantee there's more times that we just don't know about. But those two stick out. So Army Hammers if, house. Yes, yes. Um Army Hammers party. If Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Uh if I were in a desperate situation and I had to feed my family and somebody naturally died. I right. don't know that. I mean, every now and then on like date nights, I'm a cannibal already. So what can I say? <laughs> um, I would probably be a cannibal if I had to. It would be like a last resort thing, right? I've yeah. sometimes thought about like, say you were by yourself out in the wilderness and you broke a leg or something like I wonder if you could like survive by like drinking your own blood a little bit at a time. I don't know. Or I don't know. Or just like chewing the skin off around your fingers. I mean, I, I do that know. all the time but, anyway. I was just going to say, I chew my cuticles right? and my, my, the little skin on the side of my finger all the time. I'm doing it right now. Like, yeah. 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 Now, eating actual human like tissue and flesh, <laughs> I guess skin is tissue, but it's different. Yes. Anyway. Like, there's no desperation that calls for being a pedophile. Right. Like, there's, that's not a survival thing. Right. That's whatever you want to call I mean, it's just sick. I, I firmly believe that my stance on that will never change, no, no matter yeah. what. As I think it shouldn't for anybody, frankly. Um, you know, can I look at it as a mental illness and those people need help? Sure, sure, but that doesn't change the fact that it just should never ever happen. Right. Uh, so no, I don't think my my stance has softened on that. I think it's perfectly acceptable 
in the show and the game to be both because I do think a lot of people, especially this late in the show or the game, can get behind the idea that everybody's in survival mode and is you know being a cannibal any worse than than murdering somebody for their last last can of beans? Probably not. Right. I mean, really. Right. There's not a um, not much of a difference, but then. But I guess maybe her point at the time, and I, I, I can't speak for Jack, but um, what the way I'm looking at it is maybe it takes all the moral ambiguity out of that character. Um, where a, The Last of Us is full of morally ambiguous characters. Um, and when they make David a creepy pedophile instead of just a desperate um, cannibal by circumstance um, it it it's it lets us off the hook right it lets us off the hook sure. of um, thinking well he's just the hero of his story no actually no he's not right it's it's like nope never mind he's not he's he's just an evil villain. Um, and yeah, I suppose from the perspective of, do I need him to be a pedophile for me to hate him? No, like that didn't make me hate him necessarily anymore. So, so I get that part. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up as I thought about it. Yeah. But either way, he is a, a cringy people eater. Um, Mm -hmm. and he goes and gets James and James is finally like, fuck yeah, I want to kill this girl. <laughs> so he's like, he's all excited because yeah. <laughs> he does. And they come, come in and Troy they uh, get her out of the cage and they. Troy, Troy Baker's Baker. exercising yeah. some demons in this scene. Yes, he is. <laughs> and they throw her up on that butcher's table and she's kind of in panic mode because David has this big cleaver and, two growing ass men are going to hold her down and there's not a whole lot she can do. She can fight and squirm, but she's in a pretty bad predicament. Mm -hmm. She manages to bite David on the hand as they're pulling him out of the cage. And right as he's about to start swinging the cleaver, she yells at him that she's infected and now he is too. Yeah. And he looks at his hand. He says, what? And he says something to the effect of, okay, I'll play along. And he stabs the or chops the cleaver into the cutting board right next to her head. And he she had told him to pull up her sleeve, so he does. And he looks at it and he looks at James and he says, This can't be real. And James says, It looks pretty fucking real to me. And while they're distracted for that half a second, she grabs the cleaver and uh uh well, she sticks it in James's neck. And he dies. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, would you really be convinced that that was a fresh bite just by looking at it? Because it doesn't look like a fresh bite. It looks like a scar. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would not because it doesn't look like the other bites we've right. seen. And at this point, everybody's in survival. Like, I would think that it does look like a scar. It looks like she's had some trauma there. But clearly it's not infected right. because it's healed exactly. and she hasn't turned. Yeah. 
Um, and David kind of thinks right. that, but he's also just hesitant enough. Like he's, he's thinking through it and that's all and it, that's the all time it did. takes for Ellie yeah. to, to kill James, which is really more of a distraction mm-hmm. and rolls off the table and runs away. David, um, fires a couple of rounds at her. Uh, and I don't know if this was intentional, but you know, I think he only got like three shots off before he ran out of ammo. And I, I wonder if that was just one more way of showing how desperate they were. They didn't have ammo. They didn't have food. You know, oh, so yeah. On and so forth. I didn't think of that, but probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. And super proud of naughty dog or not naughty dog, but, but the director for not allowing the gun to click five times after it was empty. Thank you. <laughs> God, that's such a pet peeve. Is, anyway, is that not a thing that uh, happens? Because that happens in every movie. It happened already in the show earlier in the season. So, um, so that doesn't happen? So semi-automatic pistols 101 are, are magazine fed. And the blowback of the round discharging is what sends the slide back and inserts another round from the magazine. When there is not another round, the slide stays open and there's nothing to click. Hmm. So say you have a say you have a semi-automatic pistol, which is which means you have to pull the trigger for each round. It's it's not a revolver, more or okay. less. It has a magazine. So if you take the magazine out completely, you can pull the slide back. And let it go forward, and you can pull the trigger, and you'll hear it click one time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's not going to keep clicking because the trigger hasn't engaged. It's a safety mechanism. Huh. It's, it's a built-in safety. Okay. Um, when there's actual live rounds and, it, and it's blowing back, it won't even click one time when it's empty because the slide stays back. It doesn't even come forward. You would have to manually pull the slide back a little bit and then let it slide for it for it to click again Mm -hmm. so a revolver sure a revolver when it's empty you can click as many times as you want because it's just going around the cylinder but you can't do that with a semi-automatic pistol or or rifle for that matter um wow okay see jeremy's gun corner yeah appreciate it Yes, so he's out of ammo, and Ellie runs out into Todd's steakhouse. I feel like we're advertising for Todd's steakhouse at this point. Um, and this is also how how the game, how this you know chapter wraps up as well. Not necessarily her jumping off of the um, butcher's table, but but running into Todd's steakhouse. Yes. Um. Because I don't think she's ever in a cage in the game. I think she just wakes up and... Yeah, she is. And, is she in a cage in the yeah, game? Yeah, she's locked up. Jeez, I just finished it. Okay. She's... I digress. Yeah, she's locked up in something. I I mean, you just played it, but I, I, I'm pretty positive. Okay. I'll take your word yep, for it. Thanks. So they're in this, this rather large dining area. And on the way there, Ellie had grabbed out a a burning log. It's not like on flame fire, but it's got an ember on the end that the uh, people used to cook on. Mm-hmm. And David comes in, and she sees him, and she throws this this 
embered log at him and misses and hits a curtain and sets the entire place on fire. Is that how the fire starts in the game? I can't remember. No, I think David knocks over a lantern in the game. Right. Yeah. Right. And the doors are locked. He tells her the doors are locked. He's the only one that has the keys. So they're both trapped in there. Um, And in the game, there's a pretty long sequence. You actually have to sneak around and stab him with your, you still have your switchblade somehow in, in, in the game. Um, and there's broken glass everywhere in there. So you have to be, you know, it's, you gotta be quiet and you gotta sneak up on right. him and you have to end, you end up stabbing him three times before it goes to the next sequence. Right, right. Um, in this, in the show, she sneaks back to the, the pantry area and finds just like a steak knife and waits for him to come by and she sees him with a cleaver and she jumps out and screams and stabs him in the stomach just just the once, which makes more sense for the TV show. You know, there's not like gameplay that you have to, to, to evolve through. Yeah. Um, he throws her down on the ground. He loses his cleaver and kind of goes behind them. And he turns her around and gets on top of her and she's fighting. And um, he says something creepy like, you still haven't learned, do you? I like it best when they fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I, I still don't know if his intention or like the intention of that is, is he likes it best when they fight as he's killing there or if he was going to rape her or what exactly he was doing there. I'm um, pretty sure he was talking about rape yeah yeah um and he's so wrapped up in himself and thinking that he finally won and he got her she starts putting her hand back and inching it closer and closer and manages to grab the cleaver and he don't really see exactly where she hits him but somewhere in the upper body and then she gets on top of him and i think i counted in the show, like 37 times she ends up striking him with that thing, which Jesus. in modern modern criminology, they call that a crime of passion and overkill. So she would be a primary suspect <laughs> if it came up. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that scene was hard to watch. It was. And all this time, Joel is making his way to Ellie. Yes. And... I think we fully expect him to come in and save the day, but he doesn't. He doesn't make it in time. And Ellie ends up brutally killing this man, and I justifiably so, don't get me wrong. But, you know, she's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. 14-year-old person. It doesn't matter that she's a girl, frankly. I She's young. I do like how this episode played out. Um, and it's similar to the game. You know, in the game, you're playing as Joel, and you are thinking you're going to get to Ellie on time. But then that's sort of that illusion's gone when you play as Ellie and kill kill David as Ellie. Whereas they could really kind of stretch that out in the show. And you, you were thinking any moment now, like, Joel's going to come in and rescue her. But that does not happen. Um, no. And... And she uh, rescues herself um, forcefully. She does. 
And, in, and then she has to rec- rescue herself from a burning building. In the game, yeah. In the game, Joel stops her in the middle of, you know, brutally murdering David. Um, I mean, David's probably long gone before he gets there. Yeah, he's definitely already dead. But um, but she he stops her um, and grabs her, and, and that's when she, like, looks at him and cries and... Um, in the show, she leaves the building, and he kind of comes up behind her and grabs her, and and she, she she's fighting. But <laughs> I love the acting in this scene. It, it, she's fighting him because she doesn't know that it's him, and she's she's traumatized, and she is. It's almost like she has no fight left in her. Like she's still fighting. She's yeah. She's. She, yeah, she's totally in shock. She doesn't quite understand what just happened, right. and it doesn't register to her that, that that's Joel because the last she knew, Joel was dying in a basement right. somewhere. Um, right. And he, yeah, he kind of has to 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 get her to to focus for a second, and he embraces her. And the, in my opinion, the most iconic part of the show, this episode. And one of my top three or four favorite moments of the game is just when he calls her baby girl, like he called Sarah early in the game. And you see it come full circle where you've known she wasn't just cargo to him for a long time, but he tried to lie to himself. And at this point, it's just completely changed. He's not even pretending. And he will become the most evil immoral, amoral, whatever person to protect her at this point. You just don't quite know it yet. Right. Um, but he's made that decision that she will not be Sarah. He will not let her die at the hands of any, you know, anything or anyone. And he will do everything in his power and then some to prevent it. Um, yeah. And that's how the episode that's ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. Ends kind of abruptly. It does, yeah. and but but you definitely see that change in Joel. Like you you see that huge change in Joel in this episode, as far as on the show becoming just more brutal and violent and unhinged, for lack of a better term. Oh yeah, yeah. And and focused only on protecting Ellie. But uh, then you see. But you know he. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Do but it. then you see her uh, similarly at her most um, brutal, and yeah, it definitely changed her as well. And we will see that. Yeah. You know, we start seeing that immediately in the game, in certain ways, and certainly in in The Last of Us Part Two, you definitely see that. Like it's it stole her innocence, so to speak, for sure. Yes, this chapter is where she loses her innocence in both the show and the game. Yeah. Yep. And she was forced to, and she didn't have a choice. And that's part of the, the tragedy of of this entire world, this entire environment. And, and yeah. the, um, you know, the, the cordyceps started all this 
but her her most harmful moment came well the first one was with Riley which was cordyceps related but this one was clearly more devastating and it was it was human related it had nothing directly to do with cordyceps other than that put all these different groups where they were yeah yeah Yeah, it was a devastating episode it was uh, I would say the hardest episode to watch of any of them so far yeah Um, yeah it, it was might be a bit of a preview to uh what some of season two is going to be like because there's some hard to watch stuff in part two yeah um there definitely is and also maybe even the next episode adrian and i have been having a conversation on what we expect to happen in the next episode yeah i'm not going to get into it obviously on the show but talk about it next time is she going to be on the show next time i don't think next time i I think we'll let it go all the way through and then I'll put out the invitations. So even if it's a couple weeks after the show sure. ends, we can still recap sure. or whatever. Yeah. Um, can I lighten? She's, she's busy. Can I lighten the mood before we close this out? Please okay. do. Um, I would like to read my, my, uh, text conversation with my wife. Cause like okay. I said, she has COVID. So she's been upstairs and, yeah. Uh, she was watching it up in the bedroom and I was watching it downstairs, but we were texting the whole time. She was texting me more than I was texting her because I was just. Are you going to read the whole conversation, Daniel? Because there going to be I, some, some naughty bits? I, no, there's no naughty bits. I, <laughs> I was just trying to like watch the show and she just kept texting. I think she was in distress. Um, was she watching it at the same yeah, time yeah, or she, she was, was just texting and watching general? it at the okay. same time as me? Okay. Uh, okay. Bleep, 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 bleep. Okay. So we had to sync up, you know, we had to make sure we started at the same time. So she goes, yeah, as it starts, is this creepy cult leader in the game? I said, yes. She said, yuck. LOL. That's Troy Baker on the left. I was exactly that meme. Have you seen, have you seen that tweet? There was a tweet that like, Pray for all the women whose whose husbands are saying that that guy is Troy is Troy Baker. He played Joel in the game. Yes, I was that. I didn't see the tweet, but I can understand. That's Troy Baker on the left uh, in the show. I said, she said, uh, I actually knew that, and she said he's not looking so good. Uh, David is a psycho, and I said, you catch on quick. And she said, is he really you? That doesn't look good. I think she's referring to Joel's uh, thing. Okay. And uh, she said, what did she put on his chest? And I said, no clue. But you said it's uh, um, jerky, so whatever. She said, this is very stressful, them being separated. And I said, just keep watching. And she she wrote no, and then dear emoji because <laughs> she doesn't like seeing animals get hurt. And then she, I don't either I don't do know, I, but I will eat them. I don't know what this is about. Oh fuck! Oh, she's talking about 
uh, David and James finding the deer. And then this part, I don't, I'll have to rewatch the episode and really pay attention to this. She said, bad stage right leaving from Choi. I don't know. Looked like he was in what? a high school. What did it say? She said, bad stage right leaving from Choi after David tells James to go get the medicine. Oh, okay. Looked, so like exit stage yeah, right? Exactly. It looked like okay. he was in a high school play. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. He did just kind of shrug off. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really notice it. Um, and I just said, LOL. She said, cringe. Oh, fuck. What's she talking about here? Oh, the scene. What is this? It's got to be when oh, this is the, where, where the... Yes, this is where he, where David says, you know, I believe in everything happens for a reason. And I said, this is exactly how this scene goes down in the game. Uh, And she said, this is not a good episode to watch alone. Where did the thing do? Where did the thing go? She left on his chest. I mean, who cares? (laughs) What is? (laughs) I actually thought that too. When he woke up, I was like, where'd the jerky go? (laughs) He ate it. He ate it. Um, Yeah, hopefully. And then I said, is she doing the penicillin right? She said, hell no. I said, haha, didn't think so. It should be in the butt and hurts, she said. And I said, will it work the way that she did it? And she said, I mean, for in his system, so it would do the trick, but not the best practice. Um, yes. And she said, who's the short-haired chick? And I said, neither of them are in the game. Um. And then she said, no, 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 regarding the search team uh, finding Joel and Ellie. Um, that that long, that sick with no hydration, he would be dead. Right. <laughs> and then she just said, fuck, what the fuck, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> so out of context, this is hard to follow. <laughs> She wanted me to do this, I'm but I'm like gist. regretting it now because I can't read. I don't. This doesn't make any sense. Um, you should have sent me screenshots so I could have read her part or yeah, whatever. Yeah, should have. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and then at some point, I said, "Fucking Troy Baker." Oh, this was when he shot the horse. Yeah. And she said, "Seriously, fucking yeah. Troy Baker, that poor horse. I'm very upset." <laughs> it was a mechanical horse. Oh, here, she said... For what it's worth. uh, You lost me. Zombies, I'll believe. But Joel being able to get up and kill that man after all that. Nope, (laughs) you lost me. (laughs) Right. Uh, Anyway. And then she said, is that in the game cannibalism? I said, yes. She said, now that is fucked up. You're a sicko. (laughs) She said, I'm a sicko. (laughs) Wanting to play the game. She said that, yes, she doesn't say this in the texts. But she did say to me that you and I are sickos for enjoying this game. This was a while ago, right? No, she said this this weekend. She just reiterated it. Okay. As I say, you told me a few weeks ago that she said we are, uh, what was the word? Um, Mm, Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Masochists, maybe? Masochists, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you don't go into it thinking that you don't know it and by the time you find out you're already too deep to stop right exactly exactly yeah anywho well that was that was an episode so so Uh, i am next next week's the finale Will they be home from John Ma- John Mayer to watch it? Jeez, I'm going with Will them. Will she be there to watch it? I'm with going them? with them. I, oh. I'm not going to the concert, but I'm staying okay. in the hotel. And... Hmm. Will you guys be home Sunday night then? Uh, yes, we should be because Quinn's got school the next day. Okay. So yes, we'll be home. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it, um, finale it should be very interesting when she mentioned who's the short haired chick that just made me think of that uh, that backhand that, that David did to Hannah yeah. that was pretty uncalled for also Jeez, was. David I yeah. wonder if um, some of this I think it was written by Craig this episode was written by Craig Mason so I wonder if but, he yeah. was trying to really draw a lot of parallels to organized religion and maybe Catholicism. So, like, the whole, you know, sexual predator shit, the uh, abuse. I don't know. I He didn't really touch on that in the um, companion podcast specifically but he did say something to the effect of you can draw whatever conclusions you choose to um regarding the religious aspect of this episode right right yeah Yeah. adriana does i don't think she's a fan of his she does not like the way he's written ellie at all Mm, i can't wait to have her on the show and get her perspective Uh, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yep well, Jeremy, till next time. Daniel, till next I time. I can't wait to see how this all ends. Same bat time, same bat So time. far, they have been very faithful to the game and haven't really veered in any major ways. Um, do you think that they will for the n- next episode, or do you think they're going to stay the course still? I think, okay, so Cliff's notes of the conversation I had with, with Adriana. Um, I mean, is she your the, co-host of a podcast about The Last of Us, or am I? Because I feel like you talk to her about it more than you talk to me about it, and I'm uh, maybe a little bit jealous. No, no, our conversations are just a little more concise because we don't get sidetracked as much. <laughs> Fine. Um I think it's going to be pretty much identical to the game in large swaths. I think there's quite a bit that's going to be cut out. Um, and I think there'll be a couple small changes just to get them to, to where the game ends, you know, the location and setting and whatnot. Yeah. Cause again, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, the last part of the game, especially having just played it, it's not that long, really, and most of it is sneaking past and killing Firefly people, mm-hmm. um, and there is a huge fight with some infected also 
where you have to like kill three bloaters at one time. Um, can you? I don't expect that to be. Can you show. just run past huh? those bloaters? I feel like I ran past those. I don't know. Maybe you can, but why would you? There's so many resources right there. It's fun. <laughs> See, this is one of those times where it's 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 fun gameplay because there's plenty of stuff and you can just like throw nail bombs and Molotovs and shoot the runners heads off and, and outrun the bloaters long enough to reload and, and finish them off. Um, but I don't expect that to be in the game. You know, maybe there might be some small part of that. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I looked ahead at the runtime of the episode Mm -hmm. And that kind of shaped my thoughts on it, I suppose, if that makes what any sense. What is the runtime? How long is it? 44 minutes. Oh, that's not very long. So that's not super long. No. Um, so I kind of expect most of the combat to be eliminated. And we just kind of see the, the, the final uh, scenes and encounter from the game. So... That, that's kind of what I expect. Um, yeah. There wasn't much in the previews. The previews were very vague for the next episode. Yes, they were. You know, it was only like 30, 30 seconds long and nothing stayed on screen more than a split second. No, and they so. really didn't show much at all. No. Yeah. But I do expect it to conclude very similar to the game. I, I don't think they're going to change that at yeah. all. I think especially with a season two coming, it would be strange. Um, I did think perhaps that they maybe would have went into the first couple hours of season two, just in case there never was a season two. Um, but I don't think so, especially with what the runtime no, is. No, I don't think I, so. Either. I think it'll end almost, almost exactly the way it did in the game. That's, that's what I expect. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see in yeah. just a few days. Yeah. Just a few days. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Jeremy. And, and You're welcome. Daniel. Thank you for indulging my daughter. I yeah, I I think that was great. She's very articulate and well spoken and focused. <laughs> better than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe we ought to have her host the show. <laughs> and thank you, good listeners, for joining us uh, for episode eight of the last of us mini series we're doing um we will conclude this next week with episode nine the finale of the last of us hbo until then yeah it'll be sad it will be endurance endurance until then endure if you're lost in the darkness look and if you're lost in the darkness Look for the light. Okay. Look for the light. I was waiting for you to say it. Okay. (laughs) We really got to get on the same page. Jeez, what's gotten into us? I didn't want to interrupt you. Is that the end of the show? Are we done? We are done.